0: Welcome to First Presbyterian Church of Allentown's Sermon Podcast. As we approach God's Word, let's take a prayerful breath.
1: Breathe in, breathe out.
0: Listen to God's Word this
1: day. Good morning. I'm Andy Baranek, currently serving on the Board of Deacons. Please join me in our unison prayer for illumination. Holy God, reveal your wisdom in your word to us. Give us a spirit of openness to revelation so that our eyes may behold what we struggle to see and we may understand not only your will, but what you know is a straight path to providence and peace for humanity. Amen. Return to God's word this morning. Our first scripture is from the book of Deuteronomy, reading from chapter 17, verses 14 through 20. You can follow along on the screen. Let us listen to God's word. When you have come into the land that the Lord your God is giving you and have taken possession of it and settled in it, and you say, I will set a king over me, Like all the nations that are around me, you may indeed set over you a king whom the Lord your God will choose. One of your own community you may set as king over you. You are not permitted to put a foreigner over you who is not of your own community. Even so, he must not acquire many horses for himself or return the people to Egypt in order to acquire more horses, since the Lord has said to you, He must never return that way again. And he must not acquire many wives for himself, or else his heart will turn away. Also silver and gold he must not acquire in great quantity for himself. When he has taken the throne of his kingdom, he shall write for himself a copy of this law on a scroll in the presence of the Levitical priests. It shall remain with him, and he shall read read in it all the days of his life, so that he may learn to fear the Lord, his God, diligently observing all the words of this law and these statutes, neither exalting himself above other members of the community, nor turning aside from the commandment, either to the right or to the left, so that he and his descendants may reign long over his kingdom in Israel." The second reading today comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 18, verse 33 through 37. This reading is from the contemporary English version. You can follow along on the screen. Pilate then went back inside. He called Jesus over and asked, are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, are you asking this on your own? Or did someone tell you about me? You know I'm not a Jew, Pilate said. Your own people and the chief priests brought you to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, my kingdom doesn't belong to this world. If it did, my followers would have fought to keep me from being handed over to our leaders. No, my kingdom doesn't belong to this world. So you are a king, Pilate replied. You are saying that I am a king, Jesus told him. I was born into this world to tell about the truth, and everyone who belongs to the truth knows my voice. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
0: Let's pray again. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, Christ our rock, and our Redeemer, amen. How many of you have read the whole Bible cover to cover? Yeah, uh, a couple. Yeah, we rely on, on coming to church, maybe you've read some of it, Bible studies, you know, etc., in order to know what's in there. Um, but few people have actually read the whole Bible cover to cover, it's a little repetitive. It's a little bit, uh, you know, it gets a little bit kind of run on with all those ancestries, right? We have this thing called lectionary that the church uses that is a group of scriptures um, that are supposed to be representative of the Bible and what's in there. So that in three years time, we get the whole thing. We get the idea. However, it doesn't really do that. Not in my opinion anyway, because it kind of follows the festivals and the days of the year, you know, like now and then Advent and then Lent and then Pentecost and, you know, the festivals of the years. So you don't often get to hear, because a lot of churches will use the lectionary, you don't often get to hear uh, what's not in that group of scriptures. But this scripture that I chose this morning, I ran across when I was reading the Bible And uh, it kind of surprised me, this one in Deuteronomy, if you were listening and following along when Andy read it. it It gives the policies for a king. It gives God's policies to the Israelites for if they want a king. Now back then, you know, a king, even actually in our time, you know, our forefathers said, well, we have to have some kind of splendor going on here with our government. We have to be, you know, as good as everybody else. But that's what they said back then. You can have, you know, if you want a king, you can have this. However, these parts of it are a little different than anyone has ever done in this world. Maybe you heard one of your own community. Well, we do that. Yeah, not inquire many horses. Yeah, well, that's not a thing anymore when we try to bring it up. We don't want to be anachronistic about the scriptures, right? We want to be like, you know, we're not living back in the stone ages. We're living today. So horses, well, that probably meant military back then. So the king kind of, you know, doesn't acquire much military, doesn't acquire many wives, uh, doesn't acquire much silver and gold. Can't be too wealthy. Shall write a copy of the law, their law back then, uh, for himself in front of the priests. I guess they didn't trust this king much. Right? Got to write it in front, you know, so you don't change it. And he shall read it all the days of his life, neither ex- and dil- diligently observe all the law accurately. And not exalt himself over the other members of the community. Does that sound like a king you ever heard of? What fun is that? What fun is that? You can't have too many wives. You can't have, you know, you can't. What's the fun in that? Nobody has ever done it. That's why. And probably that's why you don't hear it either. But it is in the scriptures. In Deuteronomy, the latest it might have been written was like 500 BC. It's been there. It's been there in our scriptures since a very long time. But no one, not David, not Saul, none of the Israelite kings, none of them ever really followed it. You can read that for yourself in the Bible. Nobody followed it. Probably nobody followed it because it wasn't really fun. Right? What is a king? What is a king? A king is like the authority over... The country. Now, we don't have a king. We don't think too much about kings, do we, in this country? No, we don't think too much about kings in this country because we haven't lived under a king for 200, almost 250 years. Almost 250 years. But people who were in our families long ago, if you know of any of them, yeah, I know, that's a long time ago, And some, but some people know their ancestry that far back. They did not live under a king because that was how they ran things. The king and everybody who was with the king who made the laws emperors, ran empires, you know. This is the authority that the world, this world, has used to run the government for before, before the democracy of this country came along and then the West took over. That's a fact, isn't it? Yeah. But we don't think much about kings because the problem with kings is What? You can answer. What's the problem with kings? What? They get rude to everybody. I'm sorry, I can't hear you. They give orders to everybody, right? They change the laws. They make the laws. They decide everything for you and me and everybody else. And they abuse it, right? They abuse it because it's not much fun, To not have all that stuff, it's not much fun, but that's who we are. Remember the one came back to thank Jesus, one, nine others didn't. That's who we are. So we don't think much about kings in this country because they abuse it. There's no other scripture like this in the Old Testament There's no other scripture like this in the New Testament. This one is not repetitive. Gee, do you wonder why? Do you wonder why? Nobody really wanted to talk about this one. We all want to talk about the other ones that restrict other people, right? We don't want to talk about this one. So, we don't think much about kings. But we can see here that God thought law was really important right? Law, read the law, keep the law, make sure you don't change the law, write it in front of people, priests who know the law. How close is that do you think to what we do today here in this country? Does it seem kind of close? It does, doesn't it? It seems kind of close. I mean, we're not perfect and, and, and we're not there yet. But it does seem kind of close, like what do we, we have in our requirements for a president, you have to be natural born citizen, you can't be a foreigner, that was one of them, right? You have to take an oath to follow the law, the constitution, right? We have that, follow the law, right? And you have to be at least 35 years of age. What's that about maturity? Yeah. Need to be a little bit mature to do it. Yeah. But the law is important. Who's the king if we have a king in this country? Or what is the king? What is the authority? Got some lawyers in the, in the, in the congregation here, don't we? What, what's the authority? The rule of law. Right? Law. Law. That's our authority because we don't really have a king. We have an executive. We have a head of state. So God wrote this as God's policy long ago for how to have a head of state. That's how I see it. Maybe you see differently, which is okay, but that's how I see it. God wrote this policy. Not too much money, not too much stuff, not too much army. Follow the law. Don't exalt yourself over other people. Yeah. So here's the million dollar question. What will the reign of Christ be like? Because, you know, we're just singing songs about God coming to earth. Come and be here with us. Kingdom come. This is reign of Christ Sunday. This is the last Sunday of that liturgical calendar. Before we go into Advent, which is the baby Jesus, you know, Jesus, God being among us. What will the reign of Christ be like? Will it be like this? Will Christ be like this? Or is Christ going to be like any other king? What do you think? What do you think? Now we know we have to, how do we figure this out? We have to interpret the scriptures with using the scriptures. Okay, we can't just take them out of 500 or 1000 or 1500 BC and say, this is what we're going to do, right? We have to update them. We have to think about the scriptures and interpreting them in light of the other scriptures, which we try to do. So do you think Christ will reign this way? You think Christ will come back and do these things? Well, let's see. Our scriptures tell us about who is Jesus. Carter asked a couple of weeks ago, he said, who are you waiting for? Who is it you're waiting for? Well, I'm going to tell you who you're waiting for according to the scriptures. Now, I have papers with all these texts on it. If you would like one, let me know afterwards. I can't go into all that. I don't have time, but here we go with the list. This is what our scriptures tell us about Christ and how Christ will be and reign when Christ returns. Christ will arrive back first in, uh, in the sky, in the sky. You know, back in 2000, 2000 years ago, arriving in the sky was a big deal. Today, eh, we have, you know, drones, and we have airplanes, and we have helicopters, and I don't know, maybe not such a big deal, but it's powerful, isn't it? Oh, the eye will see, every eye will see. Now that's, that's something, but you know, we have TV, we have things we can see like something everyone can see all the time, right? Wow. Huh. Things are different today. Let's see here. Christ will share the power. Scriptures say, if, if we, if we live with him, we will reign with him. Yeah, share the power, unify the people with God's excellent ways. Ultimate power will belong to Christ, but Christ will be humble, peaceful, not an exalted king. Uphold the poor and needy, if there are any. Wise, faithful, will bring justice and righteousness, safety, security, knowledge, will stop people arguing that might be nice. You think that? I think that would be nice if people would stop arguing. Yeah. Exhibit the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Bring peace. Be equitable. You know, the Old Testament says don't treat the wealthy people better than the poor people or worse. So, you know, equitability is a, is a matter of opinion, isn't it? Freedom loving, discerning, understanding, and bring prosperity. We'll sit on a throne as king subjecting all enemies to God including the enemy of death. Wow, we're going to figure out how to live and not die. Anyway, Christ will bring us new bodies. That might be nice too. I would like that. Wouldn't you like that? Yeah. Jesus said there wouldn't be any marriage. He said that in Matthew 22. Be like the angels in heaven, no marriage so no wives, no spouses just like people living together in peace, supporting one another. Very little uh, horses. Well, you know, we don't use horses for that. And wealth, not much wealth will be equitable. That covers it. That covers it. So it looks like Christ will be reigning like that policy, right? And there are mysteries involved, you know, Christ will bring the government, it says. That's next month, though. That's next month in Advent. Government shall be upon his shoulders, you know that one. Can we do that? Would you accept that? It's a good question, isn't it? Because as far as I can tell, we, as a human race, have never done it. But how close are we getting here? Maybe you're wondering how close we have gotten to this. I don't know. We share the power. We vote, right? We follow the law. It's our authority. We choose one of our own. And that person is under the rule of law, just like the rest of us. Right? Should be. Anyway, we're working on it. There's a story told about George Washington. Maybe you've heard this. George Washington, you know, the first president of the United States and the king of England, who we whooped, right? George III, he was a little nuts, responded when he learned learned that Washington, upon completing military service and two terms as president, relinquished his authority, walked in and said, I'm done. I'm going home. George Washington. And the King of England exclaimed this, per the Library of Congress, that if he did this, he was the most distinguished of any man living and the greatest character of the age. George Washington was wealthy and he owned slaves, but you know when he died, he freed his slaves. He is the only president, slave owning president, Lincoln otherwise, that freed his slaves. And he was given those slaves when he was a child. You know, he didn't even really acquire them. The greatest character of the age, our first president. Jesus told Pilate, my kingdom is not of this world. My kingdom is not of this world. But Pilate didn't hear that. He heard, oh, so you are a king. Because kings, you know, that term didn't go over well with the kings then. Probably still doesn't. And Jesus says, that's what you call me. That's your paradigm. I was born here so truth could become reality. Anyone who knows the truth, wants the truth, listens to me. Now our definition, our practice is king more like a dictator. Jesus said, my kingdom isn't like it here. My kingdom won't be like you do it. My kingdom is different. We're trying, aren't we? Our nation's founding fathers recognize these truths, and maybe you have read this document, too, as Americans. We hold these truths to be self-evident. What? That all men, meaning people, are created. Equal. Gifted by their creator, creator, with certain rights. What's the rights? Do you know the rest of that? What do we have a right to? Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That's right. Every person does. We are not there yet. Jesus said, my kingdom won't be of this world. It will be different. Are we ready? Are we ready for that? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, not like we do here. This is the king we wait for. Have you ever heard anybody speak about a near-death experience, and I'll finish with this. Near-death experience, I need to check that out. They're incredible, a lot of them. Doctors in healthcare is even looking very closely into it, how that changes our brain. So when somebody has a near-death experience, they, co- they go and they die, technically, and then they come back. Sometimes they don't die, they just have this experience, but nobody wants to come back because they know Jesus is so wonderful. Jesus, even though their lives are right in front of them, the good, the bad, the ugly, whatever it is, we are the redeemed, like our song said, right? They don't want to come back. That's the king we wait for. Are you ready? Because we never know. I'll have more to say on this subject next time I preach, which is December 17th, kind of fits right in there, but on that day, we, I'll preach about when even, a weary, even in a weary world, we can still be amazed. This is the wonder of a person you're waiting for. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to First Presbyterian Church of Allentown's sermon podcast. We hope you'll join us for worship on Sunday morning. For more information about our congregation and our ministries, please contact the church office. Now go in peace.